Welcome to Pastor's Class, a Bible study program brought to you by Tim Say Ministries and Crossover Church. We pray this podcast will help enrich and strengthen your walk with Jesus Christ, and that it will lead you to read and study the scriptures more often. For more information about Tim Say Ministries and Crossover Church, please visit www.crossoverchurch.tv or give us a call at 301-927-5620. Amen again. It is just such an honor. And can we just bless God for Minister Wendy in these last two weeks? I had to take some of your stuff and put them in my notes just because, you know. But a call to worship, worshiping God his way. Say his way. And I I need y'all, I need y'all to raise your hand and take an oath, okay? And if you don't mean it, don't don't do it just because y'all don't even know what I'm going to say. You know, y'all, y'all don't know, but, but you trust me, right? Okay, so I want you to raise your hand and close your eyes and say, I was born to worship. I was created to be a worshiper. I was designed to worship God in spirit and in truth. Now give him a hand. You know, I I wasn't going to come from this direction, but when the Holy Spirit is doing and moving and and shaking and stuff, and you just kind of have to go. So I'm going. I'm going. And and the key scripture for this particular um, evening, and actually for next week as well, is taken from John 4 and 23. And it's a familiar passage, but I I, kind of want to give you an overview. So... Jesus was coming from um, a ministering opportunity, okay, because y'all know I don't break it down my way, right? Okay. He was coming from a ministry opportunity, and he didn't want to go all the way around because a lot of times Jewish people, if they went through Samaria, that meant that Liz, they were going to become undefiled, I mean, they're going to become defiled, unclean. Jewish people had a major issue with the... With, um, the Samaritans, because even though they were cousins and they were blood, you know, Kim, they, they, the Jewish people called them dogs. So, because they, they, they were mulattoes, okay? So they were part this and part that. And so he, he was tired, and he didn't want to go Carl around that way. He wanted to go that way. So he sent his boys, y'all go get me some food, and I'm just going to rest right here for a minute, which is what he did to tie this story and make make it a short story, there was a a young lady who came at the most inopportune time because she had some issues. Anybody got some issues? Oh, this is the wrong crowd. (laughs) She had some issues. And and, and, um, Jesus just started talking to her, and she knew it was strange because Jewish people did not talk to Samaritans. Jewish men did not talk to Jewish, I mean, did not talk to Samaritan men, let alone Samaritan women. And so here she is, because she's like, he's talking to me. So she didn't know what to do, because he wasn't normally going to be talking to somebody like her. And then when he started talking to her, he started like reading her mail, minister, because he knew all about her, and he was telling her all about herself. And this made her quite uncomfortable, as you can imagine. You know, so she was trying to divert the conversation, 
you know, and then she wanted to start talking about worship. And they were talking about, because he was all in, well, you know you didn't had, you're living with one now, but that's not yours, and you done had, and he's just going on, and she's like. <laughs> so she diverted the, the conversation, and she said, so, okay, so, uh, Rabbi, which is teacher, so why, why do you guys say that the only place that we're supposed to be able to worship is, like, in Jerusalem, as opposed to, like, Samaria, where, where you are? And, and he knew what she was trying to do, so he, he kind of helped her, but he said, see, you, you guys, you Samaritans think you know where worship originated from, but worship is from the Jews. He said it came through the Jew because he's, he, and when he talks about salvation, he's the Messiah. So he said, of course, salvation comes from the Jews, but then he started talking about worship, because since you want to go there, then let's go there. So that's what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about worship, not your way and not my way and not, your, not, 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 none, of, not none of y'all's. <laughs> not your way, God's way, because he does have a way. And so let's go to John 4 and 23, and, and this is Jesus talking to the young lady, and he's going, but the time is coming, indeed it's here now, when true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. The Father is looking for those who will worship him this way. For God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Okay, so let me kind of like dissect this for you. What he was basically saying to her was, he said, the time is coming, and actually the time is today. It's like right here and right now, when true worshipers, but, but let's stick a pin in that. If you're talking about true worship, that means that there must be some false worship. If you're talking about true worshipers, there must be some false worshipers. And then it says, the Father is actively looking. He's looking. He's seeking. In other words, I need you to understand that the Father is looking for people to worship. In other words, he's going like this. Mm. And, and, and we can talk about, or we will be talking about next week, congregational worship or, or um, worshiping together. But I want to talk tonight about personal worship, which is lifestyle. So, so God is actively looking, so he's looking over here, and so I know we think, and we'll talk about this next week too, you know, like how we demonstrate and how we display worship in different ways, but he's talking about your attitude and your motives. What's the spirit behind what you just said to that girl? What's the spirit? Why did you say, why, why did, what filter were you coming from when you did that? And so he goes, the Father, God the Father, is actively looking. And I got to tell you, the angels are, are down here taking notes, y'all. Taking notes, looking at the things that you say or the things that you didn't say, that you should have said. Because I do recall in, in Revelations where it says, and these people will not inherit the kingdom of God, the cowardly. Who are the cowardly? The ones that don't speak up. You, you're in the midst with all your friends and everybody. Everybody has an opinion, but you, Miss Christian. You, Mr. Christian. And you ain't saying, Jack, but... 
It's your place to, to, to talk about. And, and that's why we have to ask for boldness. We have to ask for courage. Every day you gotta, you got to be on your knees or with your hands up. But the, the scripture says that so God is, is looking for people that are going to worship him his way because the angels are taking notes. And they're writing down everything that they see you do. Now, if you do something bad, that's cool because thank God for Jesus. Because we've got an advocate and, and he's already paid for it. It's the blood. It's the blood. But the other piece is that, you know, when the angels are writing down, they're writing down stuff for your rewards. So when you go, when you stand before God and, and he goes, well, did you, did you learn to love, Pastor Ivan? Did you learn to love? What'd you do with all them gifts I gave you? What was the spirit? And then, you know what? And see, I'm going to use myself as a, an example all night long so y'all won't be embarrassed. But I'm just saying, if God actually did show what you were thinking about today or what you did that nobody else, you don't want anybody else to know, I don't know about you, but I'd be sliding down. I'd be sliding down my chair because we're still in these earthen vessels, amen? And don't be acting like y'all don't be sinning. And, 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 and I know that we, we, let me put it to you like this. I'm the most jacked up person I know. But I'm the most blessed person I know. And if you saw some of my thoughts, I would be sliding down. You know, because it's not about titles, it's not about position, it's, it's, about, it's about him. Okay, so then it goes on to say, for God, that's the Father, he's spirit, y'all. That means that he lives in the eternal realm. The eternal realm is forever. It ain't ever, 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 eon after eon going any place. He is a spirit, and it says, so those of us who worship him, in other words, Every day of our lives, we make tons and tons of decisions every day. From the time we wake up, I don't want to wake up. I don't want to get up at 6.30. I'm going to get up at 7. You know, to, well, I'm going to put that dress on today. To, I'm going to eat that for lunch today. Or to, maybe I won't drive my car. Maybe I'll just catch the metro. You, till the time that you go to bed, you're making decisions. And so this part right here is saying, for those of us who decide to worship God his way, for those of us, because that means there is false worship, you can't decide because God gave us free will, you can decide to worship God your way. Have it your way. But he says, God is a spirit, and those of us that are going to worship him we have to worship him. We must worship him. We must worship him in spirit and in his truth, y'all. In his truth, not your truth. You can't be going around redefining stuff and reinterpreting things. We live by the, God, the constitution of the kingdom. God is immutable. He does not change. God is spirit, so those of us that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Well, we know that we are created beings. Okay, so we were created to worship. Well, how do you know that? Let's go to Genesis 1. Genesis 1.1. Y'all shouldn't even have to go there. Y'all should, because y'all know. Right? In the beginning, God created. Stop. 
In the beginning, God created. In the beginning, God created. And then if you go to Genesis 1 and 3 or 6 or 9 or 11 or 14 or 20 or 24, it says, then God said, then God said, then God said, then God said. But when you get to verse 26, it reads, it does say, then God said, but then it said, let us make, let us make let us make. And so who is the us, Kim? Well, us is the Holy Trinity. It's the triune. It's the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Well, and, and the, the cool thing is that Jesus was the one that was actually doing the creating. Well, how do you know that, Kim? Well, let's go to John 1 and 3. And what does it say? Okay, never mind. It says, in the beginning was the word. In other words, in the beginning, that was Jesus. The word was with God. In other words, Jesus was with God the Father. The word was God. In other words, Jesus is God's son. So the word was with God. The word was God. He existed in the beginning with God. And then it says, God created everything through him. In other words, God, the Father, created everything through Jesus, and nothing was created except through him. So now let's go back to verse Genesis 1 and 26. Then it says, then God said, let us, but this is Jesus talking, let us make or form man, a species, a type of breed, in our image, after our likeness. Let's make them like us, God. Come on, let's, let's make them like us. Well, what do you mean by that? Well, if you go to Genesis 21 and 27, it says, so God created human beings in his own image, in the image of God. He created them male and female. Now let's go to Genesis 2 and 7. Is it up there? Okay, God. Okay, okay. Genesis 2 and 7 says this, then the Lord God formed the man from the dust of the ground, and guess what, y'all? With us, he... He breathed the breath of life into the man's nostrils. And it says, then man became a living being or a living soul, a spiritual being. In other words, when we go through the Bible, we can tell that we really are like God because we, you might see something that says that um, God's mighty right arm or his mighty right hand. Or his footstool. Well, you can't have a footstool unless you got a foot, right? The heart of God. Um, God sees all things. That means that he views things. He has eyes. He, our prayers are like the evening sacrifice. Our prayers are like a sweet aroma in his nostrils. He breathes, y'all. He smells things. He has emotions. He gets jealous. Our God is a jealous God. So in other words, God he didn't, like the other times from all those verses, up until then, he spoke something, there it was. He spoke it, there it was, there it was, there it was. With us, he formed us from the dust of the ground. He formed and fashioned us, and then he, and we became a spiritual being. We became like God like God in his image. And so what are we? We are tripart beings. Well, what is that, Kim? A tripart being is, we have three sections. We have three parts. Your spirit, you are a spirit. 
You were created to be like God. Your spirit is what connects you to the spirit realm. Your spirit is what connects you to the eternal realm. Your spirit will never, ever, 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 never, ever die. Ever. And the decisions that you make on this earth right now will determine if your spirit is going to go to be in the presence of the Lord forever or go to hell. People don't like to talk about hell, but there is one. And based on what you decide here on this earth, that's why he said today, Today is the day of salvation. So your spirit will never die. And then you are a soul. You have a soul. What is your soul, Kim? Well, your soul is your mind. Your mind are your thoughts. Your will is what you desire. Your emotions, that's how I feel. My emotions, how I feel. It's my personality, my creativity, my imagination, my decision-making abilities, or capabilities, rather. And then I have a body. My body is my tent that houses my spirit and my soul. Okay, so I'm a spirit, which is the essence of the real me. My spirit, Danette, is the real me. When I die, my spirit is going to come up out of me, or, or should, that's if the rapture doesn't happen first. But if I was to die right now, my spirit would come up out of me. And if we were, I mean, we are Christians, and I'm, my prayer is that if you're not, you will become one tonight. But you would be met by two angels that would trans, just, just trans, and just take you from the first heaven to the second heaven to the third heaven. But that's your spirit, that's the real you, but you have a personality, right? Okay, so we are tripart beings, and because we are spirit, our spirit is what connects us to God. It connects us to the spirit realm. It's what connects us to have, allow us to have fellowship with God. Okay, so 1 Corinthians, 3 and, 20, uh, 3 and 12 says this, but let me backtrack for a second. Our spirits is what connects us to God, and that's why the scripture says that God is a spirit, and we're created in his image, and so that's what connects us to God. And those of us that decide to worship him are going to worship him because we made the decision to worship him his way. We decided to worship him with our spirits, out of our spirits, in his truth. Now let me tell you this, should you decide not to worship him that way, that means that you are, because we're, we're created to worship, you will have defiled worship. That means that you will have, um, you will have defiled worship, but defiled worship comes from a place of, of performance. And, and then in that, what happens is it, it, it's unholy, and unholy anything cannot stand in the presence of a holy God because God is holy. And so they that worship, we got to worship him out of our spirits, not out of our flesh, not out of anything else, because if you do, then you're giving him defiled worship, which is unholy. And I know a lot of times you're thinking that it's like this. No, this is, is a... a an aspect of it. Everything else comes from your five senses. And we're going to get into that. But 1 Corinthians 3 and 12 says this. Because of God's grace, and this is Paul talking, 
Because of God's grace to, to me, I have laid the foundation like an expert builder. Now others are building on it. But whoever is building on this foundation must be very careful. Say, be very careful. For no one can lay any foundation other than the one we've already laid, which is Jesus Christ. Now check this out. Anyone who builds on that foundation may use a variety of materials, gold, silver, jewels, hay, wood, stone. But on judgment day, fire will reveal what kind of work. And every time you see work, you can substitute it for worship. So it says that, but on judgment day, fire will reveal what Every kind of worship each builder has done. See, when you go back and you look at the gold and the silver and the, and, you know, the gold and the silver, that's like the fruits of the Spirit, if you were operating out of the fruits of the Spirit. But, but if we're talking about the, the hay and the stubble and all that stuff, that's your attitude. That's, that's everything that can... Let me, always remember this. If it's not permitted in heaven, it can't be permitted on earth. So if you're doing anything out of your spirit, man, then it's got to be permitted because the Holy Spirit that lives in you, he, he's going to put a red flag up. But if you're operating out of your flesh, so that would be anything like hay or straw or wood or anything like that, that would be, that would be something that, that's you're operating out of your flesh. And so it says, the fire will show if a person's worship has any value. If the worship survives, then that means that the builder will receive a reward. That's what we get judged on, y'all, when we go to heaven. We don't get judged on salvation. We made it. We get judged on what we did or did not do with what he gave us. Too much is given, much is required. And let me go back. So if the, if the worship survives, then the builder will receive a reward. But if the worship is burned up, then the builder will suffer great loss. The builder will be saved, but like someone barely escaping through the flames. What in the world? Let's talk about the kingdom. Because we, we need to understand some things about the kingdom. The kingdom of God is all about God the Father, because God the Father is the God of the kingdom. He's the king in the kingdom. And everything in the kingdom is about the king. Say it. Everything in the kingdom is about the king. It is not about me. It is not about you. It, is, it has nothing to do with us. Everything about the kingdom of God is about the king. Now, it's about his will. It's about his word. It's about his rule. He governs his kingdom by his spirit because he is a spirit. You know, I got to tell you that, that we that know him, we revere him. We fear him with a holy fear. Can I tell you, I love you and I respect you, but I don't fear you. I do not fear you. I fear him, but I love you and I need you and I respect you, but I don't fear you. I only fear him. He is the one, our, our, our king, check this out. He is so good to us that it's really not difficult for us to want to show or express or display affections or, or display our love towards him because God is a good God. 
and he is out to do us good. And I know there's a lot, our world is falling apart. It is. I mean, we're in the last of the last days. It is, but we need to, the church needs to be expressing the goodness of God. Because the Bible says that it's the goodness of God that brings men to repentance. When they see, when, people, when all hell is breaking out around you and God is, God is just blessing you and you just... And, well, well, everybody else done lost this and lost that and you're getting two or three of them. Because you're connected to the king because you're worshiping out of your spirit man and you're not connecting that to your fleshly man. And so our God is so good to us. We adore him. We revere him. We praise him. And guess what, y'all? We, we don't mind, hear me, we don't mind following the constitution of the kingdom. We don't redefine it. We're not scared of it. We don't reinterpret what it says. We obey what it says. Even when it causes us some uncomfortable whatever. And now, let me tell you, the world that we live in now, and, and you know what? It's so funny because Jesus has been saying it all throughout the whole, if you read this and read only the New Testament, every book in there talked about persecution. Because they were running because the same thing that's going on with us is go was going on with them. And so Jesus said, if you're going to reign with me, you're going to suffer with me. Those that, and, and this, this is the one that gets me. He says, those that will live godly will suffer persecution. Not might, not could. And we're going to talk about this next week. But worship, worship is really worship. Worship, what's worth it to you? Really, what's worth it to you? I mean, we have been living so comfortable. And, you know, and it seemed like it was so far away not that long ago that ISIS was beheading Christians all over there. But you don't have to have an ISIS over there. We got stuff here. And if you speak up and you say anything about God or Jesus, you, you should expect to have pushback. But remember what I say to you. Your job is to show the love of God. Your job is to do that even unto death. You can't do it in your own power. That's why you got to be connected to the kingdom because you have to worship him out of your spirit. But I'm telling you, the time is coming, the scripture says, and it now is here that when you open up your mouth to talk about your God, they're going to be all over you. Hear me. And if, it, if it's not happening now, and I'm not saying this to scare you, I'm saying because it's the truth. I'm saying it's because it's in here because Jesus said it was going to happen. And those who endure to the end. So what should you be doing? You should be so connected to the king that, that every day you're praying. Because I can tell you, I can't do jack without him. I can do nothing. But guess what? I can do all things. Through him, it's not my power, it's not my ability, it's all about the king. It's all about the king. And so, here we are in, in this day and this time, and I know, I know that there are a lot of people that are fearful. You don't have anything to fear. You have nothing to fear. 
And, and, and if you don't have something that you think like, you, like, like boldness, you need to ask God. Because let me tell you what he'll do. He'll give you the grace for whatever it is that he's going to allow you to go through. He may not take you out of it, but he'll give you the grace. Check it out. Every day I ask God to give me the grace to live, the grace to endure, and the grace to die. Not just die to myself, but if, it, if, if it's for me to lose my life, because I'm going to stand up. And, and the crazy thing is, we can get up here and we can talk about, like, like we can talk about Peter and how jacked up he was because he, he, he denied Jesus three times. Think about yourself in that position. Today, if you had three times had to endure, would you, would you say, I don't know him? I don't know him. And then at the end, he got like really ticked off and he started cursing everybody out, right? Y'all remember that, right? But I'm saying, as a Christian, this is our reality. Somebody ought to talk to me. This is our reality. But it's not for you to be scared. It's for you to display the goodness of the Lord. And let me say this. You should, as a Christian, be prepared to die. I'm not saying you want to die, but I'm saying that but you should be prepared to die. You should be prepared to die. And guess what, y'all? Should you die, you're going where you've been trying to get all along. That's the kingdom. That's what that looks like, because it's all about the king. Everything about this rim, and you know what's so cool? Because I love Bill Winston, and he talks about the high life. The high life is, is the kingdom. It's the kingdom of God. The low life is this rim down here. This is the low life, and he calls it like the low life, but, 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 because it's run by the God of this world. It's run by the prince of darkness. It's Satan. This, this is what he has control of, but always know God is always in control. So no matter what you see, I mean, with, with the presidency and all this stuff going on, and, and, and you're like, <sighs> God knows, he ain't like looking at his watch going, oh my God, oh my God, what's going to happen? God's got this. And you ought, to, you ought to remember that that is, your God is the creator, and that's what I'm saying. You, because you are connected to the kingdom, you get to have a relationship with the creator of the world. You get to call on him at whatever time you want to and say whatever you need to say. You can get on the ground and just, you know, or you have a, you have an, a standing audience with the king. I bet you can't go to Britain and do that. But we're connected to the king. Now let's talk about this low-life kingdom. This kingdom right here, all the focus, if you, if you actually peel everything back, it's all about me. It's about, it's about me, y'all. It's about me. It's about what I want, what I think I want. It's how I feel, how I think, what I need, what I don't need. I don't need you telling me that, Ronnie. I don't need you telling me that. It's about status, position, power, 
authority. It's about everything about this kingdom is the opposite of that kingdom. Everything, and this, remember, this rim right here is the rim that's designed to die. Everything in this rim is going to, because this rim is temporary. This rim will not last. That kingdom, shoot, I don't even know how to count like that. So let me just talk a little bit about that, because I told him to do like that with the numbers. Okay. Everything about this kingdom teaches you how to, how to live out of your five senses. Because it's all about what I can see, what I can feel, and you're being led by your five senses. What I can see, what I can hear, what I feel, what, and, and case in point, let me show you. And, and what this does is when you operate, when you worship outside of your spirit, you're worshiping out of your five senses which brings about mixture, it brings about compromise, which causes you to be, now you're conflicted because you don't know what the truth is, and if you don't spend no time with him, and if you don't pray to him, and you don't know who he is, and you don't meditate on his word, and you don't come to church, that means that exactly what's going on in the world can happen to you. Because now you become desensitized, you become confused, and you begin to embrace the, the, all the stuff that's going on because you don't know what's going on. You don't know the difference between the truth and a lie. And so what we do is we become desensitized because now we're not living out of our spirit, but we're living out of our flesh. We're living out of our five senses. And so now all of our worship is now, it's now compromised because there's mixture, and we're deceived, which means that now we have defiled worship, and now it's unholy, and if it's not allowed up there, it cannot be allowed down here. If it's allowed up there, then it can be allowed down here. God, a holy God, cannot stand in the presence of defiled worship. And I know a lot of times, and I'm very, very super, super sensitive, because I'm sure at some point I have given him defiled worship up here. And you know what, I I pray that it hasn't been in the last 10 or 15 years, but I know at some point, because you have too. I might be up here, and and, and the praise team and, and pastor and the band, they know that I get up really early on Sundays because my heart is so sensitive. I don't want to give him or bring him to file worship. I don't want to do that. And so, I mean, I, I just pray. I pray about everything. I pray for the atmosphere and the songs and the words and the songs and everything. But I got to tell you, because we all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, we have all given defiled worship. Some of y'all gave defiled worship before y'all walked in the door. What are you trying to say? I'm trying to say that mixture and compromise desensitizes you to the truth. So that means that if you hear something or see something over and over and over again, and you're not connected and operating and being spirit-led, that means you're being led by, by your flesh, you're being led by the five senses. That means that you don't know the difference between the truth 
and a lie, and that means that you just keep becoming desensitized and desensitized. Case in point, and I'm going to say this and then I'm going to sit down, because, okay, so case in point. Remember that song, Blurred Lines? Y'all remember that? Y'all know that song, Blurred, Blurred Lines. You know you want it. Okay, you don't know that song. Anyway. Anyways. No, no, okay, because I'm talking about the five senses, right? And, and let me show you. Satan, he's so, you know, I call him stupid because he does the same. He doesn't have new tactics. He just puts them on you different ways. So he, here I am, I'm listening to this song, you know, and I'm going, oh, wow, this is, okay. So then every place I was going that summer, everybody was playing it. The tops were down. The people were in the cars, the grocery store. So I finally said, who is this? And they went, Robin Thicke. So I went home and I looked, them, looked up the words. Then I looked at the video. But wait, but wait a minute. I was offended because I worship him out of my spirit. So when I see something like that, the Holy Spirit inside of me puts the red flag up. I don't have to think about it. It's wrong for me. If it's not allowed on earth, I mean in heaven, then it cannot be loud in my ears. Okay, so then... I was watching, okay, see, see, this is what I'm talking about, and I'm going to hit everybody on this one. Okay, so, scandal. Or, or, or empire. And I was trying to justify empire, because I was like, I'm in the music business, you know, I, I need to see what's going on, you know. I, I was, but, but, let me tell you, and I, and I would be taping it, you know, because I couldn't see it. But wait a minute. Thank you. <laughs> When my neighbor one day, she said, Kim, did you uh, see the latest, did you, yeah, did you see the latest episode of Scandal? I'm not, with, with everything inside of me, it was like the Holy Spirit did like this, bam! And I just stood there because I was letting mixture and compromise through my eyes the mere fact that the title of the show is called Scandal <laughs> on earth as it is in heaven. If it's not, and everything in that show is what I stand against as a Christian. But if I would continue to watch it and watch things like that, then it wouldn't have any impact on me because now I've begun to embrace the mixture and the compromise. And so, and then I would probably become conflicted and double-minded man is unstable in all his ways because they can't make a decision. Why? Because they are, because they're, they're, they're just, they're conflicted. They're confused. God is not the author of confusion. Either you're going to worship God out of your spirit the way that he said, God is a spirit. And those of us that choose to worship him his way. We've got to worship him out of our spirits, not out of our five senses, not out of, you know what? And the other thing is like, like okay, so some, some people, they want to put sins on, in, in hierarchies. People will lust over a piece of chicken like they do a man or a woman. See, y'all, y'all. 
But we want to we want to get all into the gay thing. It's not a hierarchy. Sin is sin and sin cannot stand in the presence of a holy God. So the question is, do you want to worship God his way or do you want to worship God in from the low life, from your five senses, from from in a performance kind of manner? Because you're going to worship something. You're going to worship somebody. You're going to do it because you were created to worship. You were created to worship. And you know what? And the bottom line is, that's why I'm saying every day, every day I have, I have to go, God, you created me a clean heart. Renew your right spirit in me. God, um, let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in your sight. God, you got to help me because apart from you, I'm nothing. I can't do it, but I can do all things through you. You got to help me with this rotten attitude that I have. You got to help me, God, because I'm starting to get a critical spirit. I don't want a critical spirit. I don't want a religious spirit. I don't want a judgmental spirit. I want to walk in your love. You got to help me because I don't like them. Oh, see, y'all act like y'all. I'm the only one. And, and so that's why the Bible says that each day, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you have to present your bodies... These five senses as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your worship. And don't you be conformed to this world, but you got to be transformed every day, every hour by the renewing of your mind. Because you can't do it by yourself. You have to do it out of his power and his ability, which is why you have to be led by the spirit. God is a spirit. And those of us that choose to worship him his way will worship him in spirit and in truth. His way. Now, you know, I'm not calling nobody out, but you know what? The cool thing about God is this. When you know you did something, just confess it. There's no condemnation for those who love him that are, that are in Christ Jesus. Because the law of the Spirit has already set you free. Jesus already paid for it. He's already paid for it. Already paid for your healing. Already paid for your life. He already paid for every sin you've ever done that you might do and that you might be. Thank you for listening to Pastor's Class. We hope you enjoyed this program. For more messages and Bible study teachings, please visit www.crossoverchurch.tv or give us a call at 301-927-5620. If you live in the D.C., Maryland, or Virginia area, come visit us at our home location, 5340 Baltimore Avenue, Hyattsville, Maryland, 20781. Pastors Class is a weekly Bible study that occurs Wednesday nights at 7 p.m. at our home location. We would love for you to join us. May God bless you and guide you as you continue to study to show thyself approved in the grace of Christ Jesus.